What's good, everybody? This is Fraternal Football. I'm Cameron. I'm Zach. Episode 48, Fraternal Football Podcast. Welcome. I'm Cameron. What's up, everybody? I'm Zach. For sure. Uh, you, you still playing a little Pokemon in the background there? Uh, I am. I am indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Making headway through the, the battle frontier, right? Yes, I am in the, the battle yeah. dome. <laughs> the battle dome. There you go. Not not football related, but no. we're, we're we're just you know we, we we're well rounded individuals with different <laughs> variable interests. You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but this week we're uh, you know making headway through probably I'd like to say the the real dead zone of the NFL off season. That awkward period between. Uh, free agency is long gone. The draft is long gone. Mini camps are they still going on? I, I'm not even sure. I, I think it's just vacay time for everybody, uh, or not. If if you're uh you know trying to be a top of your game, just always grinding. Um, but yeah, we we have what two two and a half three weeks. August fourth. How far away is that? Like half a month. <laughs> Till uh preseason starts, Hall of Fame game. Uh, oh, August fourth, we will be in yeah. Tennessee that day. So football season will start when we're on a trip. We will be a lot closer to it as it will be taking place in Canton, Ohio. Very true. <laughs> we'll probably have to uh, drop the pod a little bit earlier that week. Yeah, yeah, we might. <laughs> Hopefully, we got a preview. I think uh the Raiders are. I I, I saw. A, I think it was a training camp schedule. I don't know if I happened to save it. I don't think I did. Maybe I can remember off the top of my head here. Uh, the Raiders are reporting to training camp far earlier than everybody else. July 20th, I think, was the date. Uh, and I was at first very confused why that was the case. And then I realized we play a week before everybody else. Everybody else plays on about the 11th or so. Uh, and then I think the Rams and maybe Chargers or another third team, the 23rd, and then everybody else is like the 30th or 29th about there. So training camp hasn't started. Preseason's a, few, a little ways away. Um, and we're, we're just filling space here. <laughs> so we got some Justin Jefferson, not real news, but projection. Uh, we got interesting next-gen stats to share um, in a bite-sized amount. And uh, I think that we have a third topic, don't we? <laughs> uh, yeah. Or is that uh, we're in... I mean, one topic is roughly similar, so you can call it three yeah, or two. We, we mold them into uh, – or we're, we're going we're gonna to weld them into two topics here. Or one topic. <laughs> Good there, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna combine them, uh, sorta. So yeah, um, this this episode is not officially brought to you by Pepsi Nitro. It's pretty good. Just tried it right I, now and it's really smooth. I would have a uh, mule to drink, but mm. uh, I drank it this morning. <laughs> Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Full Saturday morning action. 
Yeah, those were pretty good last night, I will say. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're very good. Um, I have an option of a Long Island iced tea, or I have a mango cart. Mm. There's four types of alcohol in one, and one in the other, so. <laughs> Take your poison on that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with the Long Island. Can't go wrong. Cut water. Yeah. Not sponsored by them either, although maybe one day. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that'd be nice, right? You know? <laughs> no, that, that would be awesome. Send us a little, little present here. <laughs> yeah. uh, do you want to start us off with Justin Jefferson? Yeah, I have it up here now um, on Fox Sports here, although I believe the original quote, which I'll just read off real quick here. Um, I'm not sure what complex is, uh, some, uh, some news outlet or sporting outlet. Uh, Justin Jefferson talked to them one of these last few days or so. I don't know which one in particular. Maybe it was yesterday because that's when I heard about it uh, or the day before. Uh, he said, after this year, I, I'll be the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, I definitely have to give it to Devontae Adams as of now. Uh, him being so crazy and dynamic on the field. His route running is crazy, so I definitely have to give it to him right now. But I'm pretty sure after this year, it's going to be me. Uh, and he said to continue, uh, I'm always working on my game. I always work on route running. Always can work on catching the ball. Seems very generalized, but. Know, it's I guess he, I'm grinding is what he's trying to say uh just trying to better my craft at all those different categories just doing the full gamut of uh practice options available I guess uh but I, I looked at this and I, I I think I immediately sent it to you uh and I said yeah I think it's possible yeah no um and that's not in indictment of Cooper Cup. I know he had a great, great year uh, last year, but it's it's just more to do with, um, well, Devontae Adams has just been better overall. Cooper Cup kind of exploded last year, but he wasn't uh, what Devontae has been. So that's why I would say Justin probably made that comparison. But I have to give it to him since he's been in the league. And I know Cameron knows this. I wasn't the biggest believer in Justin Jefferson early on. You know, I not I wouldn't say I wasn't a believer in him being good, but as good as he is, um, I was a little skeptical at first. Um, but he's definitely won me over. And he just seems so dynamic. It's, uh, it's kind of incredible uh, what he's able to do. He's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but... He, he kicks ass. <laughs> there is uh, really not much more I can say in how great he is, but I do kind of have a, not a bold prediction. It's not so much of a prediction as more of what I think he's capable of. I think we haven't yet had a 2000 yard receiver, but with the addition of an extra game, I think it's only a matter of time. And I think if any receiver is going to do it, it's going to be this guy. I mean, the route running is smooth. He probably has top five hands in the league. And the dude is just straight up dynamic. And uh, he has a solid uh, guy throwing it to him. 
I, I'd argue uh, Kirk is a little underrated, um, but I just think all, all is going to go in his favor uh, next year, at least maybe not 2000 yards, but I could definitely see him being the best receiver in the league. Um, so I, I have to give it to him, man. Did you know that I think Kirk Cousins has the longest streak of touchdowns um, or throwing at least one touchdown in a game? I think mm. it's like something like 30. Wow. <laughs> Which I did is not know a that. couple like straight seasons. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty incredible. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I, I heard that on, uh, I think Zach Shomler said that on, on his podcast. Uh, so I'll, and I know he does his research. So I'll, give him that credit uh, yeah so yeah I guess a little underrated in at least uh, you know even if you hate him can't argue with that uh, but yeah uh, I mean that's awesome yeah right right I so, think with uh Thielen kind of getting older you know I mean he's already uh he's still good but it's already kind of a guy we see is starting to fall off a little bit so well, I've seen the best of him. Yeah. And I think Justin Jefferson is like, what, only 23? He is. Yeah. We have so, not seen the best of him. No, definitely not. Um, I think there's, oh, the sky is really the limit for him. I, he's definitely in that Devontae Adams mold. Maybe that's kind of why he made that comparison. He's but, a bit diminutive in his, in his stature. He's a little smaller. Uh, what, 6'1", 195 here. Um, yeah, it's definitely not physically imposing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say what Devontae is not super far off. They might have an inch or two and 20 or 30 pounds on him at this rate, just because he's been around for a while, uh, yeah. at least on the, the latter part of that. Um, they have Chesterton six years younger. Uh, was, was within, I will say, uh, I don't know how to phrase it other than maybe screaming distance of 2000 yards <laughs> he had 16 16 or something something like that let me see exactly uh yeah 16 16 uh, on 108 catches 10 touchdowns 15 on the dot average uh last season and he's had over 3000 total and nearly 200 catches 17 touchdowns so even if you're just looking at it from a statistical superficial perspective, uh, he already almost is the best receiver in the league, like quite, quite literally. Uh, and if you look at just how he moves on the field, what he can, there, there's nothing he can't do. There's literally not a skill that he doesn't have. It's just about sharpening them to and taking it all to the next level. Um, I, I know that in this, if, if I keep going down in this article, he, he talks about, you know, he's got his eyes set on the Hall of Fame. Uh, he is 23. He's only been around a couple of years. It's perhaps far too early to be making that sincere judgment or uh, on, on his game, but the pace he's on, uh, you want to see that in that type of a player. If if he's thinking anything less, I'd I'd be not too concerned, but I'd kind of just want to see as much as possible. Um, 
then I think the sky is the, quite literally the limit. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, who's um, going to be better? <laughs> Very few guys, potentially. And, I mean, the guys we are talking about as, you know, maybe comparable <laughs> are a lot older than him. So he's eventually going to pass them, whether they, they like it or not. Uh, receiver is not really like quarterback where they can just play forever and ever. Hmm. Unless you're Jerry Rice. <laughs> right. Although I will say Jefferson, it seems like could develop develop those skills that keep him around for a lot longer than yeah. a lot of other guys. Yeah. Just because I don't think he'll be one of those that relies on his, uh, his athletic traits, like being faster than other guys. I think he'll be more technically sound. I could see that, definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, so this pod is definitely oh, going to be more of a uh, wide receiver pod, I guess. You could say yeah. we're going to be talking about them pretty much the whole time today. Well, it's off-season of, of the wide receiver one here. Yeah. And uh, that really brings us to our next point. And it has to do with the Raiders. It does – will highlight other teams, though. Um, but – the Raiders have recently acquired Devontae Adams, the, the man we have mentioned several times while talking about Justin Jefferson. And with that, he was top five in most targets and receptions uh, last season. Um, not to mention Derek Carr already at a different position group had number, I believe he's number two or three in most targets, I think he's three. Darren Waller for tight ends. Yes. And there's just he's third. There's a question of, you know, who's going to get the brunt of the, t- like, touches, the targets. And it I think the a, natural. Oh, it is sorry. a percentage, just to clarify. Target yeah. share rate. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, most people might just assume that's Devontae. <laughs> but... I, I I don't know. Derek Carr has kind of shown a history of loving his tight ends and really targeting them with guys like Jared Cook in the past. I know uh, Raider fans will know him, but the majority won't. It's Michael Rivera. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's just been a lot of tight ends over the years that have been good with the Raiders since Derek Carr's been there. He, he's been a guy who leans on that position. And I'm not mm-hmm. so sure just bringing in Devante is going to really entrench uh, Waller out of that number one spot on that offense. But uh, if anything, it probably just makes it that much harder to prepare for the Raiders. And I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, certainly. Uh, just to throw a specific figure out there, uh, Darren Waller, uh, I don't know if you actually said this. Maybe I missed it. Uh, 25% of the Raiders' targets last year. Uh, he, that's also while missing some games. And the, the minimum for that is 175 routes run, just to put a floor on it. Um, and this is, again, from Next Gen Stats. Uh, so, yeah, that would be third for tight ends. Um behind George Kittle at 26 and Mark Andrews at 28%. And just above Gronk, actually tied with Gronk at 25 and Kelsey at 24. I, I would expect Kelsey's to go up significantly 
Uh, yeah, so Darren Wall at third. Devontae is first among receivers, 32%. So a third of Green Bay's targets. Uh, there's a clear reasoning for that. Uh, frankly, they he was just what they had. Uh, Cooper Cup is second, 31%. So is A.J. Brown. We'll get into all those guys. Uh, but I would expect Devontae, first off, to just not be first on, on the wide receiver list. And it's fair to question that whether he will overtake Waller on the Raiders alone. And they're the only team, I think, that has someone on either more than one of these lists. Um, but I, I would honestly, I tend to agree with you that overall, I think Waller will have the higher target share percentage. Um, and because Carr is one of those quarterbacks that leans on their tight ends, he does check down a fair amount. Uh, he does look to Waller first a lot. Uh, he's always looked to his tight end in much the same way, uh, whether they've been uh, Michael Rivera, who was relatively mediocre, uh, or, you know, Darren Waller, who's been pretty elite. Uh, he, he's kind of just that quarterback. Uh, you know, he's that Tom dude, Brady, Rob Gronkowski. Say. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, he's that dude. Uh, but yeah. He does lean that way. I would say that Devontae uh, might get a higher percent of certain targets. Maybe he gets a higher percent of red zone targets. Maybe he gets a higher percent somewhere else in, along the field if you want to break it down certain ways. Uh, there's probably going to be some nuance to that. Uh, I think it'll just change how their offense works, not necessarily... Uh, as much on the share rate. Um, although, of course, I would expect guys like Hunter Renfro to see some less action. Uh, maybe Waller's share rate dips overall, but it's still the highest on the Raiders. Um, yeah, I would expect that to him to have the highest still, but that to be somewhat uh, nuanced, breaking it down, you know, like how that actually comes to fruition. No, no, I think um, there's there's a lot of like there. And uh, when you're talking about uh, the Raiders, that is a pretty dynamic uh, set of weapons that Derek Carr has. I know we've kind of shit on Josh Jacobs <laughs> recently, <laughs> but in well, everybody things, you know, he, he I'd, I'd still consider him top 15 back in the league, maybe borderline top 10 in a good year. So I I definitely think there's a lot to like overall with everybody on this roster and I'm, I'm excited to see it. I I must say, I I will say as in a brief aside that Jacob's ability to get those tough yards, especially at the, like a key moment in that chargers game, last game of the regular season last year is something that someone who isn't in that, space you know couldn't do like if he was truly bad or not even like a top 15 guy i wouldn't really count on him to do what he did um but yeah but i'm excited to actually have a 
you know, fun players to watch. <laughs> it's been a long time, you know. We haven't won, but, like, even if we don't win or, like, we haven't had players that are actually fun to watch too. So that's something. Oh, for sure. And that that same uh, set of, uh, I guess you call it stats or percentages, the target share, uh, it kind of was surprising to see that for the receiver group of the top five that they showed us, four of those players are on different teams than they were last year, including Devontae Adams. Um, I believe the only one on that list who didn't change teams was Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's uh, Adams, Landry. Um, who who was the other two? You, you just said the first one and the fifth one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was I, uh, going from fifth to first: Landry, Tyree Kill, AJ Brown, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. AJ Brown, Cooper Cup. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't expect to see AJ Brown back on that list. If I'm gonna be honest, um, maybe not even Jarvis Landry, especially if uh, Michael Thomas is finally back, but. I don't know. I, I, I think it's kind of indicative of where the league's going. I know the media likes to put a lot of emphasis on how valuable receivers are now. They're, they're the, the modern running back, comparing them to <laughs> how valuable running backs were back in the day. But I just don't really see it. Um, and I know we put a lot of emphasis on receivers. And I think if last offseason was uh, – really anything to take away from it uh it was that teams weren't prioritizing receivers some teams were but uh it was more or less the teams who just needed an extra push and not really the teams who were already contenders per se so i i'm you know i'm interested to see interested to see how that plays out next year i honestly i i would be vastly surprised if anyone but maybe Cooper Cup remained on this list. Like I think he would be the only one still on here potentially next year. Because all of these guys, Adams, Brown, Hill, Landry, went to teams where there's other talented receivers or other options. And you could say that I mean besides maybe Tyreek Hill because uh, uh, Travis Kelsey's on here. Um, you know, Landry is kind of the only option in Cleveland. Devontae was definitely the only option in Green Bay. Uh, Cup was just far and away the best option. Eh, kind of the only really good option. Um, AJ Brown was far and away the best option where he was. Uh, like all these guys have other are now on teams with other options. <laughs> so they're, they're not exactly set as far apart as they once were. And I expect the target rates go down. I expect to see four new guys on this list, uh, depending on Cooper Cup. I mean, I don't know if he can exactly replicate what he did. Maybe he still replicates a high target share anyway uh, with lesser stats. Um, 
and then yeah again the just continuing the the summer of wide receiver one narrative or off season of the wide receiver one narrative um where just some people are looking at them as they're the most valuable thing since quarterbacks were invented and others are seeing it as well if you have a really good quarterback maybe they're not so valuable but if you have a pretty good or an eh quarterback maybe they're more valuable and you pay them instead of the quarterback or comparable as you would a quarterback so it's it's weird yeah it was an off season of a lot of movement for wide receiver, a lot of uh, really hefty contracts for that position as well. Um, mm-hmm. I think this season or off season uh, is going to really impact the future of how this league views receivers going forward, whether or not a lot of those contracts pan out or a lot of those trades pan out. Um, it's going to tell and it's going to definitely influence teams going forward if it if it's successful i think there's going to be even a bigger push to see big name wide receivers on the move going to teams that are established uh, or just need that extra push but if it doesn't go well the receiver market might drop off i i don't think it'll be anything like the running back market but I, I think it could kind of hit like a, a stalemate, so to speak. Yeah, I would I would be inclined to to add to that just to say um, where it's a bit of a league wide experiment all of a sudden because it I mean it seemed like the market kind of wasn't moving as much or reacting uh, in line with the quarterback movement in recent years, um, and you know it's kind of like you know trading pairs they go together you have one moves up quarterbacks move up the receiver market should probably move up too with it uh and so forth but it's a league-wide experiment that we're gonna see okay is Devonte gonna elevate Derek Carr is likewise is Aaron Rodgers gonna be totally fine without Devonte? <laughs> uh is AJ Brown gonna elevate or give that haps be the reason for that half step forward for Jalen Hurts is Ryan Tannehill just going to wet the bed uh, is Tyreek Hill going to make Tua into a, a demigod on the field in the AFC East or you know on the flip side is Mahomes going to not have to chuck it deep so much or not feel so inclined to make big plays happen as his trademark has come to be these recent years I don't, I don't know about Jarvis Landry, but uh, yeah, those are just some examples. <laughs> we're going to see if this is working out. And, I mean, we're assuming that right now, or at least where the money, following where the money's going, that, you know, these wide receiver ones are going to elevate the non-elite quarterbacks or borderline guys, and that not having them is going to be okay for the truly elite S tier and slightly below quarterbacks. You know, that's what we're resting on. We're going to see what's true and what's not. Yeah. Um, uh, with that, you know, I, it's been kind of a slow week. So uh, hence why it's a little coming out a little bit later, but that's all we got. 
it's all it's all not a lot of news this week. I know last week we had big Panther news that I'm now getting more and more excited. I just watched the uh, Baker Mayfield press conference, and I must say, it's kind of refreshing to actually have a guy who is not Sam Darnold, to say the yeah. least. <laughs> He's real fun to listen to, though. He's really good at saying no. certain quips and whatnot. Like, he knows how to talk. Look, <laughs> I I don't like Ben McAdoo as a head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, I'm optimistic because, you know, his schemes in the past have looked pretty good. He actually got the most out of a very old Eli Manning uh, the last time he was a coordinator of of a team that wasn't terrible. Was that when they won like 10 games, went to the playoffs, the Giants? Uh, I believe they also won multiple games with him as head coach his first year, and then it was just a decline after that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I think Baker has an air of confidence around him, and I'm, I'm excited for next season. Uh, tentative, but excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, week one is going to be – I'm going to be more dialed into that game than perhaps my own. <laughs> Even though I think we play the Chargers, you know, the, the team of June, so to speak, every yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, Browns, Panthers, can't wait. <laughs> and I like that Baker's uh, apparently not shying away from – the fact that like we all know that it's going to be a meaningful game and he could just say you know oh you know it's just any other game but you know we all know that's horseshit uh it's meaningful so and i think he said as much if i'm not mistaken no and uh i think with that uh, unless you have any last minute quips I know I, I, don't. I always ask. <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I got to get to bed and get up at 3 a.m. for a hike tomorrow, so <laughs> no right, quips well, today. <laughs> we will uh, catch you guys next week. Peace. Sure. Deuces. Check us out on Instagram at Fraternal Football Podcast. Twitter coming soon. We're getting a social media presence going. Also, We are on like eight different podcasting services, including Spotify, which you're most likely listening to, Apple Podcasts now, Stitcher, uh, like five more. Check us out on a variety. Uh, We got stickers everywhere. Slide into our DMs on social media. Engage. Maybe you want to be on the show. Let us know. We're out there and we're available. Also, if you like the content you hear in this podcast, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. If there's ability to rate, go ahead and give us all those stars. We appreciate you for it. This episode is brought to you by HowToPest. Go to howtopest.com for your pest control needs. They're absolutely crushing it. What are you waiting for? This has been Fraternal Football. Cam and Zach signing off.